Hello. Um, this is Elizabeth and Lee. Hello. With Austin Enneagram, and we are doing three today. And Hi. three is, we're continuing along the heart triad. So we did two last time, and now we're doing three, mm-hmm. and then four. Three is called the performer, achiever, or winner. They are in the heart triad with two and four. So they are feeling dominant and repressed. So the three, six, nine primary triangle is all of the numbers in the primary triangle of three, six, nine are both whatever is dominant is also repressed, which yeah. is super strange and confusing. confusing. Yeah, it can feel a little tricky to wrap <clears throat> your head around, but just keep keep listening. It'll it'll click at some point. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> no. I, think with, I think it took like uh, two or three years for doing repressed and doing dominant to click with me. With you. Okay. Yeah, That's it was interesting. That was hard. Um, so I think with threes, the way I describe it is that, you know, you, they walk into the room or they walk through life with using feelings to make sense of things or to that's what they take in the life with is their heart mm-hmm. with their feelings but they quickly set that aside they, um, they set aside their own feelings right talk a little bit more i think they that. set aside their own feelings and other people's feelings yeah what do you what do you think alabelle oh i need to say that my daughter alabelle is in the room today she is our our special guest because she's a three and yeah. she happens to be home Hello. for Christmas. <laughs> um, do you think you set um, your and other people's feelings aside? I think I set my own feelings aside. And I think I base more of my, the way I do things off of how I'm perceiving other people's feelings. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which is sort of, two, reminds me of It's two. sort of two-ish. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it for a different reason. Your motivation is different than a two because you're doing it. To get, operating in to that way to for get success things done, or right? to get and things, to make yeah. things work to make not, everything not smooth and make needed. it good and get to where it needs to get yeah. and a two's doing it to, to help mm-hmm. and to be needed to be needed to be wanted to be loved it's and very you're doing it similar. for success so it's, it's quite yeah. similar. whatever your it's, definition of that is yes and their um sin passion and like we said last time we're, we're describing sin as the ways in which we deceive ourselves right is that uh is it like forsake? Mm-hmm. Thank you. It, the ways in which we forsake ourselves. Thank you. So uh, three sin is deceit, which again is like a, all of these words are intense, but it's mostly self-deception, which I, in a way I think Alabel just described it. So she she's setting her feelings aside and she's operating out of what she thinks needs to happen based on the feelings around her. And I think after a while they do this so mechanically that they don't even know they're doing it and they're not really aware of where they are in that and so there's a lot of there's just like a lot of self-deception in that and almost i've heard threes describe it that they they don't know who they are that they've kind of become who they want for everyone else or who kind of what they perceive will be success or who their friends want them to be or who their job wants them to be or you know name your name your number and they forget who who they are they're just yeah but i you know i think you know how when you said that thing to me about the heart triad and mm-hmm. we're feeling everyone else's feelings and we don't really my experience though with threes a lot of the time is that th- this way of being is so ingrained and in it's so natural yeah. that if you went up to a three and said you're you don't really know who you are they would not like that at all they because they're image crafters they think they really know who they are they're very invested in who they've decided they are 
Yes. And so to, to approach a three and say, you don't really know who you are. It's like not going to work. And, and, and I'm going to go on and say uh, that they are maybe the most difficult number of anyone on the Enneagram to come to one of these things, to hear this work and say, yes, I'm a three. They are yeah. very the self-diagnosis on a three is the hardest to get to of any number. Yeah. yeah. Well, the word deceit is just very hard to decide that you're being deceitful. Because you're not trying to deceive people. You're trying to be who they need you to be. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the right Normal. thing to do. Yeah. It feels like what should everyone should be doing. Right. <laughs> and if everyone's not doing it, it's kind of like... Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's... we need, everyone needs a three there to be <laughs> making things good. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Um, so a three's unconscious childhood message, the message that they heard is it's not okay to have your own feelings and identity. So that's interesting, given what we're talking about, about them thinking they know this. So I guess there's a lot of energy around crafting the identity because their childhood message is that they are, it's not okay to have one, maybe. That's that deceit part, right? Yeah. It's circular. They craft themselves into what we need or what we have said is good or right or successful or whatever. Yeah. You know, insert your word there. They have learned how to do that. Yeah. Their lost childhood message, um, the message they needed to hear is you're loved for who you are as opposed to what, what you do or how well you do things. Or when you're not doing things well at all, you're still loved for who you are. Uh, the primary triangle, which I kind of already talked about, the three, six, nine triangle, they're um, all dominant and repressed in the same energy. So, again, this is feeling. They're dominant feeling, repressed feeling. Uh, another way to talk about that is that they think about their feelings and they want to do something about their feelings without the benefit or context of personal emotion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So feelings matter very much to a three. But when they walk into a room and they have the feeling and then they want to do something or fix something or get involved with other people in the room, they maybe do it in a way that doesn't involve any kind of personal uh, vulnerable attachment, right? Mm-hmm. They move through their emotions very quickly, threes, and they want you to as well. Mm-hmm. They, so they can get a little impatient when you're having lots of feelings. And a lot, I mean, Alabel, I mean, I'm a four, so you can imagine what it's like for my daughter, a three, to deal with me. <laughs> She's always kind of trying to get me to move through it quickly, which in a lot of ways is really good for me. Yeah. So, but also sometimes I can feel dismissed by that. Um, and, you know, a wonderful thing about the Enneagram is we just talk about it, right? Or laugh about it. Or, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we don't laugh about it. But it's helpful. It's yeah, still it helpful. Is. So um, this way of being feeling dominant and feeling pr- repressed is, again, it's so mechanical and so consistent over time that they kind of get further and further away from really knowing how they feel about things because they're just so practiced at setting it aside and reading the room instead of reading themselves and they're great at reading the room and like i said that but they don't necessarily use their own feelings to do something about reading that room uh they perceive how they feel and how others feel but as soon as it gets messy they don't really have room or time for that and they set it aside so really good um 
they're empathic, just like all the people in that heart triad. But as soon as it kind of gets sticky, you uh, you start moving quickly through it, and that's kind of that aggressive stance mm-hmm. stuff. Make it so make your heart what you want it to be. Yeah, your heart triad, but your aggressive stance. So you're having the feelings, you're perceiving everyone's feelings, but that sticky vulnerability piece makes you move you start moving trying to move through it don't don't get mired down right mm-hmm. <laughs> um one of the things i think is important for threes but also i i would say everybody in the aggressive stance is mutuality of intimacy or allowing things to be what they are in kind of a in a two way relationally thing so um and i think if you if you talk to people in the aggressive stance about allowing i think they don't even really know what you're talking about i think it's hard in general to understand because we think when we talk about like self-improvement or i mean there's always something doing it's like what are you going to do about it what's the step you're going to take there's an action kind of involved and so allowing (laughs) you have to kind of experience what that is to Get it. Yeah. It's, but I would think especially hard for aggressive yes. numbers. Um, so a lot of that is just um, that you're not controlling things, mm-hmm. that relationships are are just where they are, that you're not managing it, that um, the way you approach a relationship, um, you're also allow, giving space for that person to approach you the way they need to approach you. I mean, a lot of that is just la- just letting go of control, you yeah. know? You can tell me if this sounds right, Alabelle, but just kind of allowing that to be what it is and not having it be a failure mm. because you're not in control. Like, I think that's where the whole success-failure thing comes in. For wherever you're putting the winning, the success, that um, action, when you allow things to be as they are, then... It they can, may not be how it you... Might you might take it in as a failure. Is that, yeah. That, yeah. That, or the minute things, reality is not how you imagined it, right? It feels like a failure, possibly. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. So threes are really, really good at staying away from situations where they know they're going to feel vulnerable. And it's almost like they're a forecaster. They can sort of feel it coming down the pipe and they avoid it. Um, they know how to stay away from those things, and if they get and if they are unable to stay away from it, and they get in it again, they just know how to kind of move through it really fast. And how how would you define vulnerable? What would vulnerable mean? Mm. It's honestly hard to even define it because I guess it's letting people see whatever you're really feeling or being open about that but I don't honestly know what that would mean for me because it's hard to know what I am really feeling yeah so I don't even know what I would have to show people wow yeah okay (laughs) don't you feel like your poetry comes out of that though that exploration yeah I think so I think it's Mm -hmm. like an exploration but it's not I mean it's hard it's hard to write it or it's it's hard to I mean it's not hard to write it but I but you're still crafting it. Yeah. Do you yeah. think so? Is there a part of you that's aware of managing the vulnerability of the words? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Performative poetry. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, even the the vulnerability that you're like I let it. my friend see is performed. Yes. I'm going to get into that. That's one of my 
Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting, one of the most interesting things about threes. So uh, a lot of people describe threes as personable, but not personal. So they're very good at like in a social situation, seeming very personable yeah. without kind of committing them, themselves to it. Um, and they can, you can think they are committing themselves, but they're not really. Um, they're very independent, but not interdependent. So that again, that's that allowing piece mm-hmm. of uh, relying on other people and letting other people rely on you and kind of allowing that flow back and forth. Threes are very impatient with darker emotions. And so what you're just saying you're performing even when you're writing poetry which i think is so interesting performative feeling is i think a really important aspect of being three and the way i describe that is they're doing their feelings does that make sense Mm -hmm. um and they're they're doing their feelings and they're doing relationships one of the things i've said about that is like real love and relationships seem somewhat impossible to a three Mm-hmm. And so they decide they'll pretend their feelings because they don't really know what else to do. Uh, I think because threes are so unsure of what they're feeling, they kind of think we're all in the same boat, right? And so they kind of know what a relationship's supposed to look like or feel like. So they just kind of do that. They perform that. Like they do the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, the right answer for three is easier than real feelings and threes are really good at kind of giving you an emotional point of view but it's not necessarily their point of view so i see this a lot with threes like they can kind of they know how to tell you something like uh, speak i mean i'm speaking as a mm-hmm. four too so yeah. I'm, I'm i was gonna say around. probably a lot of people do just what you just said right that we oh really mm-hmm. you think so i I do. I think we are so out of touch with our feelings. I mean, I think threes do it from a knee-jerk reaction, but I think a lot of people say what they think needs to be said. Needs to be said, not what is true for them. And I think see, that's, that's like, um, like I really don't have a lot. Of, I don't have access to that. No, you as do a not. four, <laughs> you do not. Much to everyone's chagrin. Anyway, I mean, my experience, and I, I do kind of consider myself a three magnet, like I have so many threes in my life. So as an emotional person, I think my relationship with threes is that they, knowing how to have a successful relationship with me, you know, so this is specific to me, I suppose, but threes know how to be very emotional with me, right? And they say all the things that I want to hear, but it's not really costing them anything. And it's not really internalized in any way. They're just, they're just, it's almost like a, one of those LED signs. (laughs) It's just coming out, you know, it's like a, what's her name? A Jenny Holzer. Teleprompter. It's a teleprompter, man. They're just giving it to me, (laughs) you know, does that, does that make sense? I mean, you're really good at it. Yeah. Well, I know how to like, talk you through what's happening to as quickly as possible get it to stop happening (laughs) there you go there you go yep 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 totally um and and i and sometimes like i can like i'll catch you doing it like sometimes i i'll catch you like saying something really sweet to me and I know you're just saying it to get me through it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, it's just funny. So being success-oriented, which threes are success-oriented, 
looks different on different threes. So I think in general, we kind of we hear about threes being success oriented. A lot of people push back from that because it's like the CEO kind of. Yeah. If if you're a three and you're not that CEO type or you're not Oprah Winfrey or whatever, you're you're like, no, 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 Uh that's not me. But I know all kinds of threes. And um, the bottom line is a three has a certain, it's like they have an ethos. They have this thing that they've decided that's the definition of success for them. And it can be very, um, it can be, you know, my, my Aunt Jane is a three. And for her, it's being a really perfect, beautiful, well-dressed Southern woman. Mm-hmm. And all the things that go with that. And then... You know, for di- for uh, a different three, it might be being like you know, like, like a South Austin kind of guru, yeah, hippie, I mean, whatever, yeah. like whatever it is, the, right? Yeah, um, it might be just like being a really like intellectual, well-read writer. You know, whatever it is, like whatever you've decided it is, you have kind of studied the appropriateness of that ethos, and you know how to be appropriate and correct in that ethos that you've chosen, yeah. whatever it is. And I feel like having conversations with Alabelle and your friends around, regardless of what your number is, to learn to start, you all think so much in rela- relationship and even how you talk about you being a three has to do with how you're managing relationships, not something external that we think about kind of the caricature of three and I, that's really that's that I heart triad brings so much mm-hmm. kind of nuance and help for me and even talking about beginning types you know just kind of giving that description when we talk about sixes that fear is wrapped up in re- relationships yes versus you know kind of the your house security house security right. is i just think that's so helpful and i I think it's really cool too. Mm-hmm. I think there's a shift, yeah, a shift in how you feel, and well, not in how I feel, but just a shift in how your generation kind of even thinks about success, or just mm. that things are so so connected with the relationship, and that just might be your group of friends. I, I don't know, and I'm rambling now, probably, but no, I no. kind of like I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that nuance of it. I mean, I think the idea of a three is like a performer and a salesperson. I really did not um, identify with because I really don't like actually the spotlight on me. But I do like to have control and I guess a more quiet way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think there's different ways that that, that can manifest. Totally. Exactly. So um, threes kind of dress up for you. And deceive themselves into thinking that they are what they've dressed up for you to be, literally and metaphorically. So they've studied the appropriateness of their ethos, right? Whatever that looks like. And then they dress up for that, like with the way they look, literally, and just the way they respond to you. And the tricky part comes when they believe that's who they are, right? And deceit. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's how they get further and further away from their essence mm-hmm. is continuing to do that without kind of checking in with their themselves. Um, when you give a three a compliment, they kind of receive it as uh, the task they did. And they kind of generally do not receive a compliment as for like who just who they are. It's always about the, what they've done first place or no place does that do you feel that's true like you win or you're out 
Go yeah. big or go home. I, yeah, and I also think I don't enter into things if I don't think I'm going to win. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so interesting. So, Like, I don't do something if I think I will probably not win. Or so I, tr- I, my instinct is to not do. I think so. I think that's interesting because I think our perception of threes is just they're out there killing it, right? They're out there they're just succeeding at everything. Killing they're what we know we can kill. Killing yes. what you know you can kill. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. And I think that's where when you have a three who's not done their work and they've selected something that they think they can win and they don't and they can't make it a success, that's where a really unhealthy three can just lose it. Yeah. Right, because because they've they, already kind of they've made a decision, the strategic decision yeah. decision that they're going to be the winner, that they're going to get what they want, that they're going to be successful, and then when they can't, and then they can't do their aggressive thing of making any any loss, any whatever a success when they can't do that. Woo, yeah, watch out, watch out. Yeah, yeah. it gets, it gets <laughs> dicey. It, it gets dicey. So. Um, Life is a TV show or image crafting. And I asked Alba a long time ago, like, do you kind of walk through your life sort of imagining it as not necessarily a TV show, but like this, you're being observed and it's like this thing that people are participating in. And that can be kind of motivating and that you might start doing it better, doing it with more flair or doing it with more gusto because you feel like someone's watching right mm-hmm. or you might stop doing whatever you're doing because you feel like someone's watching so i think that yeah, that freaked me out when you said that because i was like yes <laughs> totally it's like i'm never not performing right even when you're alone even when i'm alone right yeah i always feel like someone and usually it's a specific person that i at, during that time in my life really want it that impress. you kind of visualize watching you this is mm-hmm. someone that i want like when i was i probably told you this when i was little it was my cousin who i thought was the shit mm-hmm. and i thought he was so cool and i guess just really cared about what he thought about me so i would imagine that he was which is so weird to say but <laughs> it may I, be weird but, but in a way true. like it gets yeah. you somewhere i was just you thinking for I mean? doing impress repress people it, that might be a good like it might be helpful <laughs> thing for me to take on like for sure you know like imagine someone you admire and that they're and watching they're like, you all the time. Make your bed, dude. <laughs> Just make it already. Right. Or clean your closet. Right. Yeah. But it's not even do. necessarily someone that I really respect or admire. It's someone that really should I shouldn't always care. Huh. Like it's something kind of stupid. Huh. I feel like. Hmm. Like not not necessarily a like a role model, but someone that I guess I feel like has the power to like judge me or has the whatever the success or the clout that i'm looking for is it maybe someone who represents your ethos maybe that's interesting Mm. i like it so good like it so you kind of said this um that love and identity feel performative right and only make sense when observed so because you're doing the feelings and you're doing relationship and you're kind of going through life performing everything it kind of only makes sense to threes that their life is a TV show or their life is observed, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't make sense any other way, right? Because that's mm-hmm. just how you're doing it. Um, so they're perpetually crafting this image um, all the time. And I think a three, if you call a three out on them crafting an image, it gets dicey. So you were saying it gets dicey when a three can't reframe their failure. Right. And it gets dicey when you tell a three that you kind of see through their crafting. 
Yeah. yeah. So three children, I mean, because we kind of live in a three culture in America and basically the world, um, mm-hmm. I think we, it's, if you, I mean, obviously we were talking earlier, like it's 100% nature. So a three comes into the world being a three, but so much of culture is there for us to just drive that home that what they're doing matters, their grades, how they did on the soccer game, whatever. Like we're always telling little threes. We're always just driving that home. Right. We're, we're saying it all the time and they're taking it in yeah. through their number. Yeah. Like this is who I'm supposed to be. Yes. This is- and they, so they, it really becomes their self-worth and they confuse their self-worth of who they really are with all this performative stuff. Yeah. And they, they become competitive with other children and kind of set their feelings aside because it feels so intense as a child that they have to kind of, their feelings get set aside early so they can cope with all this performative action. Do you feel like it's hard to ask for what you want? Or do you know what you want? Um, like as a kiddo? As a kid? I don't know. I mean, I think it is hard. I feel, honestly, I feel, here's what I'm going to say. My experience with Alabelle as a young three and with other threes I know is she does know what she wants and she's very good at kind of getting it to happen mm-hmm. in a way where you know how like sevens kind of get you to do something and you just turn around and you're doing something they ask like you to do how in the hell did i get here how did this happen yeah threes i think and maybe it's, it's an aggressive similar, stance thing. i think it's a similar thing because i know what i want but i'm not gonna say it and like make people do it I, maybe i'll make them do it but in a way that it becomes also like that they're happy because yeah. if if people aren't wanting to do what you do what do. i want to do then it feels like I'm not managing the situation well enough, you know? Right. Like, I don't want to be doing something that people aren't, the people around me don't want to be doing. Okay. Yeah. And and I feel like as her mother, like, I just would find myself kind of always doing these things for her and being happy about it. And then my other child was less practiced. He didn't have that kind of superpower of getting me to do the thing he mm-hmm. wanted. So it was obvious to me that he was up what he, what he was up to and I was like, "No." You know, and yeah. I get all mad at him. Uh, and then he would say to me like, "But Alabelle, like you Alabelle just did this and you did it for her and I said this and you're not." And no, I would pull Henry aside and I would be like, "Listen, you just don't know how to go about it. Like you don't know how to work mom and dad. Clearly, you're just being way too obvious and emotional like this is what you got to do and he just would not he was not equipped he's not a three he was not equipped to do it (laughs) so funny oh my gosh so funny and i never here's how it works yeah henry yeah you got it i tried you did try and couldn't do it and i I couldn't do it either um so yeah so you efficiency is not always awesome so you talked about this uh, a little bit. I said they set attainable goals as a way to safely keep feeling successful, which uh, I, I'm calling like a success deception. Right. And it's not that you're not successful. It's just that you are limiting what you can be successful in by trying to safely feel successful all the time. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can be bigger than that and that the horizons are larger. Um, yes, it may be sticky. Yes, you may fail in it, but the horizons are so much, so much larger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than this, this, this place of safety, right? Threes are corner cutters, and I think this is a really big distinction between threes and ones, which often yes. get confused. They get because threes and ones are all about you know getting stuff done mm-hmm. and doing it well, mm-hmm. and 
making it all making everything mm-hmm. work right but a one's never going to cut corners no and they're not going to like it if you do and a three is going to cut corners and yeah. feel fine Threes about are not it. perfectionists about getting to where they want to get right it's they just want to win when there. they get there however yeah. you get there yeah, yeah. um and threes generally have a lot of balls in the air. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like multitaskers, which, you know, I think threes, you could say they're sort of good at it. I think you're kind of naturally wired to be a multitasker. But I also think, you know, there's no such thing. Kind of a myth. It's a myth that multitasking is even a, a reality, like neurologically. But <laughs> But threes kind of make it look like it is a reality, I would say. I mean, when I would come into your bedroom and you had... A million things, open, like you were snapping. You're on the laptop. You're doing this. Of course, I think all That's kids are doing that. That's also just our generation. That's your generation. So I don't want to say yeah. that and then have every kid listening to this think there are three. That's just what kids do. Yeah, yeah. We we do not. It's That's a whole separate issue. And talking to microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of issues. Yeah, yeah. We are not wired. So adaptivity as a three superpower. I think Alabo really helped me see this. Uh, they're able to adapt. They're masters of adaptation because they set their feelings aside. So because they they are aware of their feelings, but they don't get mired down in their feelings, they are very adaptable and adaptive to the situation. And it feels normal to a three, and it feels generous and loving and helpful, right? To be mm-hmm. adaptive. Adaptive. Yes. Um, because a three sees it as you being what you want them to be or what what needs to be. And um, I think for me as a four, it took me a long time to realize like my whole quest for authenticity is like a like authenticity is a subjective concept. Uh-huh. Right. And so when I'm sitting here with all my energy around being authentic, a three and I'm judging a three for being what everyone needs them to be. The reality is I can be just as much in my own, like hurting people's feelings and, you know, doing all kinds of messy stuff, trying to be authentic, whereas a three is... is Doing their... Doing authentic. Yeah. They're doing yeah, the best yes. they can. Yes. Yeah. And like, I mean, you and I were talking about it and you were like, Mom, you should try it sometime, <laughs> you know? And I think it's... Uh, I mean, I think it's a really beautiful thing. You've really helped me to see how it's a kind of a, your definition of love and generosity is about being adaptive to situations. Mm-hmm. On the other side, threes can be kind of a little too satisfied or smug with their ability to do this. So um, they're kind of going around doing this very easily. And when other people are not very adaptive, it's it makes you frustrated. Mm-hmm. Very frustrated. Very frustrated. You want everyone to you want everyone to be as adaptive as you are. Yeah. Threes keep separate friend groups mm-hmm. and can act a little different with every group. And again, as a four, looking observing this, I sort of like judged that and thought, oh, you're like being fake or two faced or how, whatever you want to say about that. But again, you're just adapting to what needs to happen. You are there for your friends in the way that they need you to be there for them. And so to get to have a party where all those different people are in the same room, it's not like that you, you're you trying to hide from that necessarily, though you may be. But more importantly, it's just that that costs you too much. It's almost like strategically impossible to be that adaptive to that many situations going on. At the same time. At yeah. the same time. Yeah. 
So I think there's a real distinction there, and I think that's important. It's not like you're this fake chick who's different with all your friends, and then mm-hmm. you get them all in one room, and you're just like, oh, the gig's up. That's a very reductive way of talking about it, right? Yeah. So um, threes can be cynical because they've put this image on to fit in, and they kind of think everyone else is doing that too, or suspicious of other people's motives because they think everyone else is putting on stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Because you think we're all doing this. Yeah. Unless you stop and think about it, unless you know the Enneagram and kind of stop yourself, you think we're all going through the world this way, Mm -hmm. adapting. Yes. Yeah. Do you, are you, do you find, do you feel like you're suspicious of people's motives? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I I don't, I think that wording is hard for me to, I don't know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Threes masterfully dodge personal questions. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I think part of that masterfulness is that they can, you can ask them a personal question and they will kind of sort of give you an answer that sounds personal, right? But it's the right answer. It's not their answer, right? Yeah. Uh, Threes are unaware of the extent to which they've abandoned themselves. And, you know, it's hard to tell a three that because, you know, if you, if you, feel like you haven't lost anything then you don't need to go and find it so i think that's part of why it's hard for a three to self-identify because they're they're here for us all right here they are they're so yeah they're so who they are in their mind right and so when you say to a three like you've lost yourself you need to go back and find yourself it this doesn't it doesn't make sense and it sounds so hard and all of us have done that in some way sure we're all as as we've said the enneagram is a map of your own self-deception yeah and we all have this kind of pushback against it because it's it's so hurtful (laughs) to know you've somehow neglected or been asleep to or abandoned your self yeah your true self and so and then it's just doubly hard for a three. Yeah. You know, we all push it back against it. And then I think it's just a little harder in a different way for yeah. a three. Downtime to a three feels threatening. Mm-hmm. But also like a three that's very stressed and is in a lot of stress will kind of look like a nine. And there is a lot of downtime. They start getting a little like when you see a three that's comfortable with downtime, that your alarm bells should kind of go off, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about last night when you said, I don't understand naps. Who needs a nap? <laughs> and this nine just said, I-, I laid on my couch for four hours today <laughs> like, to prepare for this time in an apron. Right. And you are to like, go to a Christmas what party yesterday, in the world? You took, naps you are not necessary. It so was funny. so aggressive. It was like <laughs> such an aggressive response to naps. I was kind of with it her was on intense. Was you were used to be such a napper. I was. That's a whole other story. Come back to the naps, people. <laughs> um, so do is a form of control, like doing, doing, doing things is a form of con- controlling and managing situations and of outrunning your own anxiety you just kind of think you know you can make everything be the way you want it to be so healthy threes know how to unattach from stress and i think that's really important i mean i think it's kind of abstract concept but i think you know you everything is stressful for you i feel like Mm -hmm. um and i'm always like kind of saying but that's not that's not worthy of stress Mm. that threes kind of stress about all the things, right? Because all the things are what... Are being watched. Are being watched and add up to this idea of success, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
healthy threes are generous with their success and help promote others. And so that's just kind of another way of talking about abundance, right? And I think you can really tell like an unhealthy three from a healthy three with this piece. Like, I mean, like a healthy three is a beautiful thing to watch because they're so good at being successful and they're so visionary and they've created this whole beautiful life for themselves and they share it with everybody everybody. comes along and they bring everybody along with them and they help everybody to to be as successful as they are and they're Mm -hmm. not worried about they're not being enough success to go around super generous and they're kind of sharing the the metal stand right yeah the top Yes, it's yeah. good. It's a it's a good thing. A healthy three knows how to pull people together and lead them and do things for others on their behalf. So, which is similar to what I just said, but it's just mm-hmm. um, it's it's a beautiful thing when you see it happen because they are they have all this on board for success and we they, really need them and they offer it to us yeah. when they're in a good place. They offer it to all of us, mm-hmm. and we do need it. Uh, one thing Suzanne said one time is that unhealthy threes kind of quote people a lot. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it's true. I kind of see it on Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of, I, I have a three radar. I think I can pick up on threes on Instagram like that. I know it. But Suzanne says unhealthy threes kind of quote people a lot. And healthy threes like have their own, are comfortable with just saying their own wisdom or offering what they've learned in life without relying on kind of what they know is a successful somebody else. Right. Right. That makes them kind of look deep or thoughtful or, you know. Or somehow adjacent to that successful person. Oh, interesting. I think. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Healthy threes know shortcuts are not good. And healthy threes are comfortable in seclusion with no applause and or feedback. So I think that's hard because of what you're talking about, the TV show thing. Because even in seclusion, you feel observed. Performative. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a three will probably talk about, you know, you're always talking about, Lee, about self-observation. I think a three would have to really self-observe <laughs> in solitude. Their, to, self-ob- their self-observation. Like, it's like double whammy. Observe yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah. Observe yourself observing yourself. <laughs> Without without a camera, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I do feel like while we have Alabel here, is there something that we didn't touch on that you think, gosh, this has been so helpful in I me understanding? Think, I kind of think you guys said everything. I mean, everything that was I was would be important about. for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, one thing is that. A healthy three like n- realizes that if they kind of do this sticky work of finding out who, where their essence is and where they are, then like there's success in that, so to speak, because people are going to actually love them well and because they're being loved for for their essence and not their performing. Yeah. So I think that's the that's you know that's that's worth the stickiness to get and there, there is something when I, I would guess this would be for every number the lost childhood message that the threes we know that we do want to say you know you're loved what is theirs you're wanted for who you are you're loved um, i get a mixed your your love for who you love are. for who you are gosh we love them yes and so for them to be able to to take that in is 
such a gift for us. Yes. Because we do, especially if you know the Enneagram, you know what they're up to. And so if you could, like a one, like all of our numbers, mm-hmm. if you could hold them by the shoulders and say, God, we love you. Yes. And I have I have you one know? three friend who she thought for a long time she was an eight because yes. eight sounded so great to her because she wants to succeed and do a lot of things and lead a lot of people and that not eight care stuff, what people think right and that eight stuff sounded so good to her mm-hmm. and it was like she put that on so easily that i was like uh-uh you know when you put your number on real easily you should know you're not which, putting on the right number which is it a fun thing hurt. to say you, lots of threes who misidentify yes are the best eight the very best one like they've right. got it all figured out or the most they, unique for ever yeah it's right? really kind of funny yeah um, they've um, got they've worked it all out yes they're the yeah. most successful they mistype for whatever sounds yes. like their success their ethos their yes. success yeah anyway she is she really self-observes and mm-hmm. catches herself doing stuff all the time and has a sense of humor about it yeah and it's really a, a fun thing to watch and it makes being her friend um so easy because we can just talk about anything you know so i love that so alabelle is someone who um as a a teenager and who's been working with the enneagram for a while now what would you tell folks who are listening um, about how it's been a helpful tool for you or what it's what it's meant for you um well i think just realizing that not everyone approaches life like i do not everyone is performing in the same way it I guess has helped me have just more generosity and empathy for people when they when they aren't like you for example mom Mm -hmm. when you aren't adapting and it just seems so it just makes me so mad and I just it seems pointless and it seems selfish (laughs) yeah to me fair enough that for you specifically you're for just to indulge in your emotions in in front of other people in a way that seems to me uncomfortable or Hmm. other numbers too just I mean I feel like I just have so much more empathy for my friends and I can see them if I know what their number is I can see them doing these certain things and I can not be impatient with them because Mm -hmm. I I mean, I still am going to be impatient, obviously, but I I can have you can more watch patience yourself being because impatient. I can see myself doing that, and I can see why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and we can have so much more honest conversation and have a sense of humor about it, and just be straight up about why this is happening between us and our dynamic. I mean, me and my best friends are nine, and I we just joke all the time about how I manage her and how she just lets me do it in our funny dynamic and it's i think it's been really helpful Mm -hmm. um and you can sort of encourage her to have agency too yeah and i think that that's i watch myself making her do things in my way that i do and i try to make her yeah i've like encouraged her for sure and i think people are very a lot of people are reluctant to do the enneagram work just because it sounds so like either people think it's reductive mm-hmm. or people think it's just too woo woo and it's like zodiac or something and it's people trying to believe in something like choosing to believe something <laughs> clinging to something mm-hmm. which i think sure i mean anything is that like anything is anything that. is like literally i if you're a physicist that you're choosing to believe in that so right whatever but i think it's more about it's not a belief system that 
we're saying is like this perfect belief system. It's a tool that you can choose to use or not choose to use. And I mean, it, it's helpful. It's just, so it's just just a super helpful tool. It just helps you have deeper relationships with people. So it's really just about whether you want to do the difficult work or not Mm. and use the tool. It's so good. Alabelle. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, Alabelle. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. (laughs) So helpful. I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. So I play them like a violin. So this has been a lot of fun, Elizabeth Chathan. And we hope that you who are listening uh, also kind of get the deeper purpose of this work and learning of the Enneagram and that you'll join us by either visiting our website or Instagram to form community in Austin that's doing the big work of transforming and supporting one another uh, in being our true selves, Mm -hmm. right? Having this discussion every week, thinking about who am I, how am I utilizing this tool is transformative work. And I'm so grateful. And it's that the thought of people going to our website or going to the (laughs) podcast or um, checking out our Instagram makes me super uncomfortable and super nervous and excited because I want to do this work with other people. And we hope that folks listening to this podcast want to do the transformative work Mm -hmm. in community. Yes. And And that's super exciting. I would like to form an Austin community that, Mm -hmm. that wants to, show up for each other in that way and and call each other to our better selves i love it okay i'm excited me too so we are at austin enneagram uh that's our website and our instagram yeah and if you want to contact us for workshops or questions Mm -hmm. or check out when we start doing number nights right all of that will be through our instagram actually we will announce our number nights through instagram Mm mm-hmm and also you can DM us through Instagram. Right now, I think that's the easiest way to get us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 